Hey, everybody. Do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast? And do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and and content that I release. Well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just $1 a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey, 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 everybody all across the world listening to Midgard Musings podcast, wherever you're listening from, however you're streaming. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everybody. It's another random ramblings, <laughs> another random heathen ramblings from your boy over here, Jesse at Midgard Musings. I kind of like these things, um, and I hope you guys are, too, if you are enjoying them. Uh, on whatever platform that you're listening to, make sure that you you know give me some support in uh, whatever way that you possibly can. I know that um, I, I I put these things out through Anchor, Anchor.fm. So you know if you go to Anchor.fm, uh, I guess it's Anchor.fm/slash Midgard Musings. Yeah, Anchor.fm/slash Midgard Musings. The homepage when you go there, um, you've got a few different options on uh, supporting. You've got the listener support button. Um, you can donate monetarily that way. That is always greatly appreciated because you know what? Time is money, and I'm spending time doing this. So if you want to help support the channel um, or support the podcast or support anything that I do, that is a great way to do it. Um, and another thing is, too, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but you can send me anonymous messages. You can uh, just leave me a recorded message uh, through anchor.fm slash Musings, And I would love to hear... Um, from you guys and gals. So wherever you are listening, if you go to anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings, when you go there, you're going to see an option to uh, send a message. It's just as a button that says message. You can record an audio message. And I will feature it on the podcast. It's assuming that it's nothing, you know, too, uh, too offensive or too, uh, you know, R rated or, or X rated or anything like that. So keep it family friendly. Would love to hear from you. And yeah, yeah. So here we are. Here we are on a Thursday doing a podcast on a Thursday night um, it's kind of cold it's, it's raining um, we're in December now at least where I'm recording this from it's a it's a it's a cold and rainy Thursday night speaking of where I'm recording from let me just tell you guys I, I recently uh, got this uh, neat little thing you know from from Spotify because Spotify puts these uh, podcasts out as well um, across other uh, podcast streaming sites and stuff. But Spotify is one of them. And I was surprised that the analytics and stuff that I saw from this past year, which I haven't really been doing a whole lot this past year, but you want to 
You want to know something wild? I thought it was really wild. Is that um, the the biggest listenership, the biggest listening audience, or the biggest listening growth that I received through Spotify, at least, is in Australia. Five hundred and fifty percent boost of listenership is coming from Australia. So to all of my Australia listeners, people from Australia, New Zealand, that that region, that part of the world. Uh, cheers! Thank you so much for really standing out and um, making this podcast um, reach literally across the other side of the globe, right? Because I, I, I stream, I, I, I record, I do all my stuff. I'm in the United States, uh, Tennessee, to be specific, and uh, just to just to realize that you know my voice is being heard all over the world, and as much as it is, I think Australia comes in second to my audience in, in the United States. So you guys down there and, and you know all of my uh, my Aussie family down there, you guys are doing great. Keep up the great work. Thank you so very much. But so yeah, like I said, it is a Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday. Saw a really cool post on um on on Facebook today. I don't know if you guys are familiar. You probably are because they're awesome. Um Wardruna. So Wardruna um, is an awesome Nordic folk band, um, very popular all across the world, but um, have, have really picked up some popularity because of uh, TV shows like Vikings and video games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Einar Selvik has featured, um, uh, you know, has 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 features in those uh tv shows and games but um really cool post today i was going to read it to you folks um that maybe aren't on facebook and that may just want a little bit of neat uh history about um thursday and some of the historical medieval um things tied to thursday i was posted on uh, wardroon's facebook page so um the post is, is I'm just going to read it straight from, from their website or from their, from their Facebook page. So it says, Thor's Day Offerings from the Well of Mimir, Thursday and Nordic Folk Beliefs. And this is great. I mean, I absolutely love the fact that, um, you know, Wardruna, not only do they, you know, perform just amazing songs and amazing music and the art, right, the musical arts um, that they they put out there are just are just so compelling and so beautiful and so amazing but they really embrace the cultural aspect of these things Einar uh, specifically um, just because he's kind of like the face um, and that everybody knows Wardruna by so anyway um, in Nordic folk beliefs and like I said I'm reading this straight from their Facebook post uh, earlier today in Nordic folk beliefs and folk medicine Thursday used to be a day in the week with a special significance in people's minds, and a day with a large amount of customs and traditions attached to it. There's a wide consensus that Thursday got its special traits from being assigned to and hallowed by the Norse god Thor. Yet the distance to its apparent origin varies a lot in the different local traditions as time passed. Right, so we know like Thur, Thors, Thurs, Thor, like we, we see those um, similar uh, linguistic 
uh, ties and stuff. So exactly how far back uh, in time these traditions go is uncertain, but with Thor's position as a god of order and protector of the people from the wild and untamed forces of the world, it is likely that this goes back to the pre-Christian era. I uh, definitely agree with that because we go and we see um, name places or, or place names with Thor's name attached in a lot of Scandinavian uh, countries um, that predate uh, the Christian period of Scandinavia, like before the Viking Age. Um, we see a lot of you know place names with Thor's name uh, attached to, it, and we are, are pretty certain that Thor was um, a very highly esteemed and venerated deity um, across uh, various Scandinavian countries. So an example of this uh, is that the thing or assembly, uh, as well as the start of the most central holy day celebration, should be initiate, initiated, initiated on a Thursday. It seems that after the conversion to Christianity, many of the traditions transformed. It was no longer predominantly the gods um, one potentially connected with, but often their inheritors, trolls, ghosts, and other nature spirits. The most widespread view was that Thursday, especially in the evening, was above all days of the week considered, be, considered to be the best suited for sorcery and other esoteric arts, yet also for warding off such matters. Numerous spells within the Nordic folk medieval corpus start out with the phrase, head out on a Thursday eve. So here we are on Midgard Musings podcast, random heathen ramblings, right? on a Thursday Eve. So pretty timely, and I thought it was great to, uh, to mention this. Uh, the rest of the post says Thursdays was a holy day where people believed that the active presence of the gods was strengthened. Thus, labor should not be executed. Those who weren't particularly fond of dealing with sorcery and spirits were especially wary of doing manual work that involved circular movements, like spinning threads, which could potentially summon the attention of the gods, the dead, or spirits, and cause all sorts of dramatic consequences. This is, of course, connected with the wider Nordic traditions regarding spinning and circular movements as a tool for sorcery and summoning of wind, weather, and spirits, as well as inducing a higher state of mind or trance. To secure good health, crops, and fortune, it was up until... Uh, to secure good... Uh, let, me, let me start over. To secure good health, crops, and fortune, it was up until early 20th century customary in some places to sacrifice beer and buttermilk to the home trees and home stones, especially on Thursday nights before the most central holidays. It was the day to feed porridge to the house or farm guardians, as well as the ancestral burial mounds. One believed that it was the day when the folk of the underworld held their weddings and feasts. Thursday was the night one could potentially hear or learn the sacred tunes songs of the various water spirits or as they are called uh, Nurkin or Fossengrimen by water, springs, and waterfalls. It was the night, often three Thursdays in a row, one would go and communicate uh, the devil or Odin at the crossroads. Even one's dreams on a Thursday night were considered to have prophetic significance. With this in mind, 
I wish you all a blessed Thursday, and may your dreams be prosperous and prophetic. Signed, Einar Selvig. And then he cites a bunch of sources um, where he's pulling this all from. Um, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting to read. And uh, the sources that he's citing um, are all available. So if you go to uh, Facebook and just you know pull up the Wardruna page, uh, today is December 3rd. He's got a really cool picture. He's holding a whole bunch of uh, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir necklaces and such. Um, really, really cool. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you find it interesting and maybe a little bit educational and something that you can potentially um, incorporate. Some things about that post that you can potentially incorporate into your own heathen or pagan practices um, and try to focus and, and, and touch base on the sacredness of Thursday. I think I may do that myself. Today's tonight's Thursday. Today's Thursday. I said today's. Today's. Can't hardly speak. Um, is going to just be kind of relaxing, right? I've um, day before the weekend starts. Um, tomorrow is Friday for me, man. I'm. I just I look forward to the weekends now as I get older. I just I look forward to where I'm not. I'm just I don't even really do anything, you know. Like I don't really go out and do anything. Go to especially now with the way the world is. I don't you know go to bars and go to party or nothing like that, man. I just like to sit, kind of do what I'm doing right now, right? Maybe upload a YouTube video, do a little bit of a podcast thing, um, enjoy my scotch. I've really become fond of sampling different single malts and kind of um, building my uh, you know, developing a palate for certain things and, and really expanding my knowledge in, in the single malt scotch realm or region or, or, or place of things. I love it. Um, so I'm I am I am just sipping a very low end uh, blended scotch tonight. Just you know, nothing that I uh, am, am too concerned about um, consuming quickly because it's relaxing to me relaxing to me to just sit here and talk about things um so yeah talking about things um as i mentioned uh before the the podcast started you guys are listening patreon is a great way to support midgard musings you know uh, a lot of folks don't have a lot of money nowadays um and I saw this post on on social media that um, marketing is basically just advanced begging, <laughs> um, but it kind of is, right? I mean, it's it's what what is it about marketing that is any different than begging? What are some of the nuances? What are the, some of the differences between begging and marketing? I mean, you're you're basically trying to convince people to give you money for a service or for something, right? And I guess that's the difference, right? Marketing is, is all about building a business. Um, begging is just, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. So on the surface, it may seem like, you know, I'm, you know, we're begging when I say, hey, please subscribe to the channel, become a patron, give me your money on Patreon. It's not so much that, it's the fact that, you know, uh, life and times uh, in our lives these days, everything is precious, you know? Time is money. Um, your guys' time is valuable. My, my time is valuable. And um, the more I, I want to do these, these sorts of things, the more I think that there's 
you know, people that enjoy it and the, and the bigger the audience grows. It helps when people want to, to contribute monetarily because it feels like I'm getting something back out of all of this and that I'm not just wasting my time. So, as I mentioned before, you know, a dollar a month. And, and these podcasts and, and my, my YouTube videos and everything, I mean, they reach hundreds and hundreds of people across the world. A dollar a month. If you can spare a dollar a month through a Patreon uh, patronage, you're awesome. You're awesome anyway. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me. I'm not just sitting here, you know, pandering and, and, and trying to get you to give me your money. But what I'm saying is like a dollar a month, not a whole lot to ask. I don't do this thing on Patreon um, as a source of income, right? It's 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 supplemental. It's it's subsidiary sort of thing. So any little bit helps, right? You know, nobody has to go out here and drop five, ten dollars a month. That's a lot. It's a lot for a lot of people. A dollar a month. It ain't nothing, man. It ain't nothing. So think about it. If you don't want to do it, you're still awesome. You're because why? Because you're listening. You're listening, and I see the numbers, right? I see the analytics. I mean, for goodness sake, I, I mentioned before about how Australia is second to the United States for my listenership. 550% of my listenership this year was boosted because of the Australians. You know, that's, that's amazing. I think I get the biggest kick out of it all when I see people tuning in and watching my live streams on YouTube, commenting on my posts on whether it's Facebook or on YouTube or, or on Twitter or wherever. You know, when I see people and they check in and they're saying, well, I'm, I'm watching from you know Italy, I'm watching from Germany, I'm watching from South America, I'm watching from this, I'm watching from that. I mean, everywhere is cool. I, I, I love it. But man, when, I, when, it's, when it, it's an international thing, that just really, man, it, it 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 warms my heart, and I appreciate it, you know? I really, really do. And I hope you all understand that, and I hope you all enjoy these sort of ramblings, right? Because, let, look, let's face it. You could be listening to anything, and you, and, you, and you listen to a whole bunch of different things, I'm sure. If you're into podcasts, you probably have got a wide array of things that you listen to. Maybe audiobooks, maybe educational maybe political, and then there's this, and there's me. I mean, what the hell is even this? <laughs> um, it's a little bit educational at times, but this is really, man, this is really just a sort of casual sort of like, man, the world and life and everything just gets us down so much. Let's chill for a bit. And if I can just sit here and talk to you for an hour, and you listen, and I share a few neat things that come up on my, you know, on my, you know, whether it's a social media uh, post or, or a tweet or, or something along those lines, there is actually something kind of cool I do want to talk about um, a little bit that, that, that is very much uh, focused on the heathen, you know, view of things. But even if it's not so like hardcore, or, like educational, it ain't just like, all right, kids, sit around the fire and let me tell you about some real life stuff. If it's just me, you know, talking about various things and it makes you smile and it, and it just relaxes you, then hey, that's what we're here for, right? That's what we're all here for. Just have a good time. We don't always have to be so serious. It doesn't always have to be, you know, strict, right? 
doesn't. It definitely doesn't. Um, the last podcast I did, you know, uh, about 30 minutes or, or so, talked about just all kinds of things. It was all over the map. And that's how kind of how these things are going to be, you know? Don't know how long this one, this episode will be. Um, 30, 45 minutes, I don't know, maybe an hour. We'll see. We'll see kind of just what comes up. We'll see what, uh, what happens. But yeah, no, so like one of the... Uh, one of the things that I was looking at today, um, sorry, there's this weird ad on my, scrolling through Facebook right now and there's this weird ad, I don't know why I get some of the ads that I do, I need to check my ad preferences, ain't that a thing, right, you gotta always check your ad preferences, make sure that you're seeing the kind of stuff that you want to see. Making sure that the algorithms are getting the right stuff in front of you. But anywho, um, this was a post that I saw today on my Facebook from somebody. And it's a, it's it's kind of cool, actually, because the guy posted it and asking for feedback. And I love I love seeing that, you know, Um one of the things that really kind of keeps me from wanting to comment or post a lot in, in groups and so many things on social media is when people are like taking stuff uh, too seriously and, and they're not willing to uh, be open to feedback because none of us are always right. You know, none of us are always right. Sometimes you're wrong. And sometimes you need to be called out on the fact that you're wrong. Uh, and sometimes the fact that you're, you know, posting something or sharing something that's just a little bit off doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong in that case, but you got something else to learn. So here's the deal. The guy posted about this thing that he saw, and it looks like it came from a Reddit thread. So I don't really do the whole Reddit thing. But I understand, like, the r slash heathenry. I'm assuming this is a thread on Reddit. One can only assume. Um, names and such were um, redacted, so that way I couldn't see, you know, who this was posted by. But the subject that was posted um, was a general heathenry Reddit. Uh, so um, they're referencing something about this thing called the longship don't know who this is what this is what they are whatever uh but the post reads is that the longship says in their hearth cult guide that the body and its fluids are considered impure and it is therefore um that you have to purify the body before performing your hearth ritual and the op or the original person who's posting this is asking why because they're referencing the fact that Osk and Embla, the original man and woman that are that are uh, attested to in the mythology, right, were there were were um, uh, made from the trees by Odin. They were they were driftwood, made by driftwood. Um, when it comes to the uh, body fluid, so, so Odin, you know, makes them from from the driftwood. His brothers, Velian Bay. Um, it's weird because the way the post reads says Oscar and Embla were made from trees by Odin. Billy and Vey, 
or were made from trees by Odin, Vilian, Ve, and are therefore made by the divine. So what he's saying, or what she's saying, what this person is saying, right, is that Osk and Emblem, the original mankind, man and woman, uh, were made by the divine. So when it comes to the body fluid, I only have one question. Why is, says, why is spit considered impure? The Aesir and Vanir ended their war in a pact sealed by the gods spitting in a bowl, and from this, the god Kvasir was born, and he had all the knowledge of those who spit into the bowl, which spit then signify a pact and a transferal of knowledge, just like how the Aesir and Vanir made the pact. And they say that they've been puzzling over this for a while now. So very, very intriguing post, right? Now, the response to this post, um, and let's just let me get back to the fact that the person who I saw that posted this is, is taking screenshots from Reddit. And what they're saying is, I want feedback or need feedback on this, um, saying that um, they feel that there is some um, issues. They're, they're, the person who posted this is saying that they have some issues with the fact that there's this idea or this concept in heathenry that you're impure or dirty or whatever. Um, he's saying that there's a question about it, given that it's from a questionable website. I mean, it is Reddit after all. And he's saying that nothing in heathenry says that our body is impure. So let me read to you the response from that original post where the person is uh, say, uh, kind of puzzling over this whole thing. Um, why is spit not, you know, or spittle? Um, why is that saliva, you know? Why is that considered to be um, impure given the fact that all these things he's talking about in the mythology? So the response to this post, which I found was a really, really cool summary of the whole thing. Uh, the person who's responding, it says that he thinks that the answer to this question must explore the concept of sacred and the profane, which is essentially the notion that the gods are sacred, i.e. divine, and everything else is profane, i.e. not divine. Places and things can also be sacred if made so by hierophonic experience, such as the divine manifesting in a grove, thus turning it into sacred grove, or through ritual exchange, such as giving of gifts or offerings to the gods. Couldn't agree more actually there's i don't know there's something about this uh, there's something about heathenry that a lot of people get um i don't say stuck on but they kind of get into this mindset where it's like because it's heathenry they're the the religious aspects of things are not applicable i guess for some reason but this is the crazy part of it right heathenry is a religion hate to break it to you <laughs> right if it if it rustles your jimmies if it if it if it uh you know grinds your gears or whatever like hey sorry heathenry is a religion right there's 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 religious elements about heathenry there are spiritual elements there are cultural elements then there are religious elements all of these things that make up heathenry Talking about Germanic heathenry now, just for the sake of argument, because this you know this podcast is focused on you know, Norse Germanic approaches to, to polytheistic beliefs. It is a religion, and there is a definite line between the sacred and the profane. Okay, um, and there's enough there's enough 
uh, sources that can back what I'm saying. And unfortunately, I'm not the one that sit here and be like, well, by the way, I'm just I'm reading a Facebook post, guys. Right. I'm not sitting here like, oh, I, I pulled all these books out and I did all these research. Trust like I'm not saying trust me. But what I'm saying is. Do some research and find it and you'll see that there is that arch heathens, people before the Christianization of Scandinavia understood and, and recognized the, the relevance and the difference between the gods and mankind, the sacred and the profane, things that exist in sacred time and space and things that exist in profane time and space. It's not it's not an alien concept. It's not something that because um, they were polytheists and, 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 and had, you know, multiple gods and goddesses in their pantheon or whatever, that, the, that because of that, that there was no concept of, of sacred versus profane, right? Or, the, or, or pure versus impure, dirty, clean, whatever. Um, we're going to get a little bit more into this post, um, but I do want to take a quick break. I want you, you guys to listen to something um, and check out uh, a website. So let's take a quick break. Go ahead. Get get something to drink, stretch, whatever. If you're driving down the road, pull over, right? Because it's been almost 30 minutes, and by now you're probably ready for a break. Um, pull over, get yourself a cup of coffee. I don't know. We're gonna listen to a word from. Um, I say I almost said a word from our sponsors, but I am my own sponsor here, guys. I'm not paying for advertisements, and there's nobody else on this platform um, that's advertising anything for me but me. I want you guys to find out about a, a really cool. Um, website so go ahead and take a listen uh take a quick break and we'll resume this conversation when i get back is your heathen or pagan altar or sacred space missing that special something well i have got the solution to a problem like that Go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Okay, that's odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Matthew Petrie over here does amazing carvings, hand-carved wooden god poles, pocket altars. He also does rune sets. Um, wonderful, wonderful work. I have a few of his pieces that accentuate my heathen altar, um, and he also will do uh, custom commissions. He'll do rune sets around the full moon of every month. Really, really awesome quality. And it's a small business, guys. Small, heathen-run business. So what better way can you do for the community than by supporting local small businesses? So again, go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. You can find them on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash obwoodworking. So go ahead and check them out. Don't forget to tell Matt that Jesse sent you. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey, and welcome back. How you guys and gals doing? Men, women, children, non-binary folks, pets, everybody who's listening, who has an ear that wants to and likes, you know, wants to listen, likes to listen, needs just a little bit of something in the background to drown out the stupidity of life. <laughs> welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed the little promo about Odin's Beard Woodworking up there. Definitely check him out. I can't stress it enough. I'm... You know, a real big fan of Matt Petrie's work. Um, I've got several of his pieces, like I mentioned. 
definitely, definitely, definitely worth every penny that you will spend, if that more, right? Personally, I think that Matt undercharges for his stuff for the quality that you get, but that's neither here nor there. Point being, you want something awesome for your your heathen altar, your your pagan sacred space, whatever you've got set up, um, that's what you need. You need some stuff from Odin's Beard Woodworking. All right, so I hope you guys and gals and everybody check it out. Check it out. You will not regret it. Sorry about that. That was a really bad feedback on the mic. Anyway, let's get back to what I was talking about earlier about this whole thing between the sacred and profane and being dirty, impure, that sort of thing. Um, as you may recall, right, I was talking about this fact that um, this this the guy that posted these Reddit threads or these Reddit screenshots is, is saying that there's nothing in heathenry that says that our body is impure. You know, and he's referring to some other pagan approaches, you know, um, that sort of thing. He says, but he's not seeing anything or know of any, knowing of anything in any Norse or Germanic sources. He says that he thinks that the opinion is toxic. You know, saying that the idea that you're born unworthy and impure is a Christian concept or it's Abrahamic, you know, in addition to that. And it has no place in heathenry. Um, here's my take on it, right? The idea of being born unworthy. First of all, when you're talking about being born unworthy and impure, there's a whole different worldview when, it, when we're talking about worth and, and that sort of thing that is different in the heathen aspect, at least in the arch-heathen as, aspect of it. Worth was determined by the tribe and by society. What your worth was not something that you determined yourself about yourself. It was something placed upon you and given to you by the society. You were worth something of little or great value because of what you contributed. So the whole born and being born unworthy, yes, I don't that that has no place in either. But what we're talking about this specifically about this whole, you know, being impure and, and dirty, um, you know, preparing for ritual, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to continue reading a bit from the Reddit, the Reddit post or the response of the Reddit post, the person responding to it. Um, that first paragraph where he's talking about, you know, the concepts of, of dividing or defining the barriers between the sacred and the profane. Very, very important in heathenry, I think. Um, he goes on to say that places and things that are sacred can no longer be used for their profane or mundane purposes, which is why many offerings are historically burned broken, buried, bogged, or left at significant locations without being collected again later. 100% agree. Okay? I'm going to reference a video that I just um, started watching too, not too long ago. Almost done through with it. Over uh, on YouTube, you guys go over to YouTube, search The Raven's Call. That's Eric Wordweaver Shervin's YouTube channel. I've collaborated with him on the YouTube channel a number of times. Awesome content. Really, really approachable um, guy, and and uh, and has a has a really great view of, of heathenry. Like the things that he's shared on his YouTube channel, um, is is has really helped me educate myself and learn how I'm going to keep. But his most recent video, as of today, December third, his most recent video is talking about bogging, burying, and burning things uh, for ritual purposes. The three B's of heathenry, as he calls it. 
So he's right. This guy is right. You know, bogging an item, burying, burning, destroying it in some sort of way. It is the it is the the gesture that separates it from its profane or mundane original use, right? So you will often see historically, you will often see swords, blades, things like that, ritually bent or destroyed. As a matter of fact, I was um, in in a place one time where on display was a ritually bent dagger. The blade was over 3,000 years old. I think it dated back to sometime like 500 BC or something like that. A Celtic blade that was discovered and, and, and uh, unearthed that was ritually bent. They, they were able to determine that it was um, destroyed and the way that it was destroyed was bent for ritual purposes. It could no longer be used in the mundane or the profane space. That dagger was now useless. It couldn't be used in warfare um, to, to cut or carve any sort of meat or food, nothing. It was destroyed ritually. So 100% agree. Um, in like manner, right? The, the Reddit uh, response goes on to say, it's also why a lot of us now in modern times discard our offerings after giving them instead of consuming them or using them again. And it's why altars and shrines uh, should not be used for the storage of non-ritual items. Now, I, again, this is probably going to get into some more UPG stuff, unverified personal gnosis. I personally don't put anything on my altar that is not used for ritual, right? The things that are on my altar are sacred to me. They aren't, they are, uh, would never get used to do anything else other than ritual religious work. So there's some validity to what he's saying there. It's a very modern approach to the same historical uh, practices of ritually destroying items once they've been used for those religious purposes. Now the next few paragraphs are a little bit sketchy to me in terms of just the what the guy's saying. He goes on to say that humans can be made sacred if given over to the possession of the gods, which has historic precedence okay, in ancient Rome. Now again, I am not a Roman pagan. Don't have any horse in that race. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really take, I'm not one of those, those heathens that, that think that, you know, um, uh, that like the gods are watching over us and that, you know, our deeds are, our individual deeds are so, important to the sacred that they take notice of us and that they want to for some reason choose us for their own activities and things like that their own interests i think that the focus of the gods is is obtained or that their attention is garnered when larger scale things happen we're talking things that that exist on at, at the tribal level at the very least right so when the tribe does things and when the collective when the society does things when more people do it it's like a bigger ripple in a bigger pond it it it, it 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 reverberates much much louder to that audience so anyway with this whole thing about you know humans being made sacred if given over to the possession of the gods i don't really think that fits into germanic heathenry could be wrong i haven't learned any much you know i haven't seen anything that 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 tells me that that's accurate for germanic heathenry so what the guy's saying is that in ancient rome these people were essentially 
ostracized from society because they couldn't interact with other humans in regular ways. To be made sacred, at least in the ancient Roman context, was at times more of a punishment than an honor, and he and he cites a, a source for that. Now, similarly speaking, I can say that there's um, something like that with regards to how the Volva um, were were treated at, at times. They were usually they usually either uh, put themselves outside of society. They usually existed outside of the inner confines of society. So outside of the fenced-in areas of the protected region, the Inengard, if you will. They usually lived outside of that protective circle. They usually remained excluded from society, withdrawn from society. So there may be some similarities to that. Um, guy goes on and says, or whoever the responder here says, guy, gal, whatever, says, you know, when we purify ourselves before ritual, we are momentarily washing away the impurities of everyday life, not just in a physical sense. You know, it's our time to lay aside our uh, worldly anxieties, preoccupations, so that we can enter a ritual mindset. Now, I think that that is very important. I think the gesture, I think the process of entering a ritual mindset, I've actually done a video about what it takes to get into a ritual mindset or some things that can be used to get into a ritual state of mind. You know, that's very important because if you're not in the right state of mind for ritual, uh, things just don't click. They don't, they don't always click right. So these, you know, gestures, these things, the, the ritual theater aspect of heathenry, right? It, it does play a factor because you're, you're, you're doing things or you're getting involved in things that are outside of the normal mundane and profane existence that you have day to day. So ritually washing, it can help it get you into a ritual state of mind. So I think it's, there's something valid to that, right? We want to be able to turn away from our self-centered thinking. That's what this, what this uh, responder is saying. And that it's, 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 it's more, uh, you know, that self-centered thinking, what, what we're thinking about every day is, is a more normal mode of thought. Um, so we have to turn our focus away from that towards the sacred deity-centered thinking of things. All right, he goes on to say, it does not mean, however, that we somehow make ourselves sacred or divine. We are simply enabling ourselves to enter sacred space alongside the divine in order to perform ritual. Our bodies and everything inside them are still considered profane. Can't argue that, right? Because what happens to this physical shell? What happens to the, to the lich? What happens to our bodies when it expires, right? It rots. It goes back to the ground. It goes, it goes away, the, the physical. There's, there's elements of ourselves. There's parts of ourselves that exist in the profane, but that touch more upon the, the realms of the sacred, right? And I said I wasn't going to get into all you know the woo-woo type stuff on the podcast, but I really thought that this was interesting, guys. You know what? What this one person is saying that you know he doesn't think that it has any place in, in Norse or Germanic heathenry. I, I respectfully disagree. I think 100% that there has to be a defining moment to just you know to to separate ourselves from our profane. Uh, or our mundane existence and try to connect better with the sacred through the ritual washing, through other things that we do that help us enter a ritual state of mind. Okay? Now then he goes on to say some other things, right? There are some people that may take it to another extreme. Um, people that uh, if, they, if they 
exude any sort of bodily functions, whether it's a burp or a fart or a cough or a sneeze even, right? They stop the ritual and then they, they leave the ritual space and they go and they wash themselves real quick. Now, let me, you know, hey, whatever works for you, right? Whatever works, if, it, if you've gotten results and if it works for you, then who's to say, don't do that. Does it sound a little bit extreme? Yeah, to me it does. But I mean, I'm also not an authority to say that that's ridiculous uh, or that you're wacko for thinking it. If, if that's the way you want to do it and if it keeps you in the ritual state, uh, you know, boo-boo, you do you. <laughs> okay? Um, but that's what he's saying here. I'm sorry. So some people will take it to that level and they won't um, do anything like that while in the sacred space that has been defined. Right? It was mentioned to illustrate a point as well. So finally, what he's saying uh, in this post is that be, just because humans were made by the gods does not mean that we are also gods. In other religions, the opposite may be true, but we are speaking of heathenry here. And just because the gods use spit mythically to create marvels does not mean that our human spit is of the same quality. And like I said before, with the exception of a few phrases or a few sentences here, I cannot agree more and I, I don't think I could have put it even better right there are definite barriers between the sacred and the profane sacred time and sacred space exist outside of us here in the profane now there are certain spiritual elements we're talking about things like the Vatir, um our ancestors all that sort of stuff all the all, the, all of those sorts of, of figures and things um the land whites, when I say the Vatier, I'm talking about like the land whites, the land spirits, the home spirits, the, the, the whites of the house and the home, the Husvatir, the Landvatir, our ancestors. All of these are spiritual beings that exist alongside of us in the profane space. Okay? It's different. It's different. When we start talking about deities, when we start talking about the gods, right? While they are fallible while they do have things that we read about in our lore and mythologies that are certainly human like they are still divine and they are still um you know they are still not subject to the same things that we are in profane space and time they are they uh, they exist in sacred space and time things are different there so what do you guys think how do you guys differentiate with this you know i think it's i think there's some really good points brought up here and um i hope that the thought process of kind of dissecting this whole thing helps the guy who originally posted this not the not the person from reddit but the guy who i read it from on facebook i'm, I'm friends with him on facebook i hope that this is able to maybe reach his ears and and, and give him some things to think about because ultimately um the the you know the concern or, or the the uh, deflection that you're that that he was talking about is like you know it's like well it usually raises red flags to me when people start talking about you're dirty and impure why is that why is it why does a red flag raise when we start talking about things especially when it's the, 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 you know the differences between the sacred and the profane is it you know maybe the words are different but yes we are totally different there is a definite difference between the two. And to, to pretend otherwise is, is a bit delusional, quite honestly. So, 
that's enough woo-woo stuff for the night. Man, I said I was going to get too crazy into that sort of stuff. But I think this is a really you know, nice casual way to bring it up as I sip my scotch so deliciously. <sighs> Man, I've been looking forward to this scotch um, <laughs> all week. Um, you guys know Anchorman, right? Will Ferrell. That old stupid movie. I like scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. I do. If, if, you know, Will Ferrell, uh, Ron Burgundy specifically. That's my spirit animal, if ever there was one. Minus the ridiculous mustache and the, and the, and the, and the you know, crisis that he, uh, went through when he was no longer an anchorman or whatever i mean ridiculous movie i love ridiculousness though not the mtv show because there's that one chick on there that laughs and it's like it's like the worst thing in the world i don't know what's worse her or or fran drescher on the nanny i don't know whatever her name is on ridiculousness not talking about that but i like ridiculous things ridiculous humor things that are just off the wall bizarre you know i like the will ferrell type comedy stuff you know step brothers like one of my all-time favorites steve carell right he was in anchorman too and i like the uh i love the office speaking of the office netflix has got the office everybody knows or should know by now i hope that the rumors that i've heard of the office being pulled off of netflix come January are not true. I truly, truly hope. Because if I have to get in my car or get on a plane or drive a tank or a horse or an ostrich or surf around the globe to get to California or where the heck ever the Netflix headquarters is and roll up in there and punch somebody in the throat because they took the office off of Netflix, if I have to go through those lengths to prove a point, you guys might be hearing about me on the news. I, I really hope it's not true. My wife hates the show. Eh, maybe hate is a strong word. She she doesn't get it, right? And it, I don't think she's ever, like, she's watched a couple of episodes. Um, but is like, you know, if she's out one night um, and uh, calling me and like, hey, I'm coming back home. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm sitting here watching The Office on Netflix. She's like, oh, my God. You know, it's like she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't get it. Why? That's that sucks. And I'm like, no, it really doesn't suck. It's it's, I love it. It's funny. It's humor. I, you know, <laughs> what do you mean it sucks? You suck. No, no, I don't ever say that. My wife is awesome. My wife is amazing, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the air, recording a podcast. I'm I'm, I'm the first to admit when I'm not awesome. Um, we're all, you know, flawed. We're all beautifully flawed in some ways. But she puts up with my flaws, and she puts up with my, you know put up with a lot of things with, from her and we put up with a lot of things together but isn't that marriage you know isn't that what a relationship is about it's about putting up with each other's bs for the rest of your lives and you find somebody you know guess what you're not going to find somebody who you're never going to have conflicts with that's just unrealistic first of all that's boring second of all that's dumb you're not going to find somebody who you just always get along with you remember that episode of family guy where 
Stewie got tired of Brian and they got a new dog and like the dog that they got I can't remember his name but he was always like agreeing with everything is that the right, is that the right episode that I'm thinking of hold on uh googling it because guess what I don't even know what to Google. What do I Google? <laughs> what do I look at? Uh, um, is it Vinny? Yes! Stewie kills... Is it Stewie kills new Brian? Brian kills... A, no, it's... Yes! Vinny is a dog purchased by the Griffins at Quahog Pets as a replacement for Brian. And he's all, like, super, like, never disagreeing. He's always, like... Pro he, He's like, he never, he never brings that spice to the Griffin's life. And still he's like, this is, this, what are you doing, man? Like, why are, are you agreeing with me all the time? Why are you, do you not like anything? Anything that I do? Like, that's, that's not, that's not the real episode, but. So here's what I did. I've, family Guy, Stewie, Other Dog. That was my Google search results. And that's what came up. Vinny, Family Guy, Wiki, Fandom. And a whole bunch of related videos. So anyway, the point being, you don't want to be with somebody that's always on your side and that's always agreeing with you. And that's just like never giving you a reason to like, like, because that's like, that's not fun at all. So as much as we love each other and as men is, and you know, we, we get on each other's nerves, but that's the thing is we love each other enough to put up with that. And that's the point. You find the person who you're willing to put up with their BS for the rest of your lives. And that's just the way she goes, boys. way she goes. So. This podcast has actually turned into a nice hour-long thing. And I like the way it's gone. It feels natural. It feels good. It feels groovy. You know, it feels like that fresh haircut or that first sip of whiskey on a Friday night or in this case, a Thursday night. It feels like that first just, I don't know, that first dookie of the day that you take just it sets everything right. <laughs> it sets everything right when you can start your day off right with a nice just, you know, you take a few sips of coffee and then everything down below starts going. All right. Time to kick things off, light the fires, kick the tires. And there it goes. And there it goes. So, is this podcast like the first dookie of the day? Is this the way the podcast is going to go? Is it? I don't know. That's ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculousness. Random Heathen Ramblings Midgard Musings Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... This is where we are. This is where we are on the podcast. You guys are awesome listening, watching, streaming, sharing this content, putting up with it all. Couldn't ask for a whole much better group of folks. Again, big shout out to the folks down under. Right? And I could talk like an Australian for the next few minutes of this podcast. And possibly do some real damage because my Australian accent is is not the greatest. And I've known some people from Australia 
So if you're listening right now and you're from Australia, send me an email. MidgodMusingsTN at gmail.com. Send me an email and tell me what you think of my Australian accent. Because I feel like I'm trying to, I feel like I'm trying to lean more. See, now I'm going into a more British accent. That, that's horrible. That's horrible. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop with the accents. Email me and tell me that that was horrible if you want. Or send me a message. Better yet, go to anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. Click that little message. Send me a voice message. Send me a voice message about what you thought of that. Because that was that was painful to listen to in my own brain, in my own head. Um, not going to be doing that for much longer. Not going to be doing that much ever again <laughs> for any length of time. Uh, I felt like I started off strong. I felt like I started off with a, a strong, you know, feel for the Australian, you know, dialect or, or accent or whatever. And then the more I went off into it, the more I just leaned more into this like lazy Brit kind of thing. And it was, uh, it was cringy. Put it that way, it was cringy. So, one other thing I want to tell everybody um, is that I've got a new video coming out this weekend. It's December 3rd right now when this podcast goes out. So, this weekend coming up, I usually record videos and put them out on the YouTube channel um, on Sundays. So, expect a new video on the YouTube channel on Sunday one that I've been waiting to do for a while now. Last couple of weeks, I'm actually a bit behind on putting content out up there. But again, go to Midgard Musings on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Midgard Musings. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. If you don't want to miss anything from there, click the little bell notification. It costs you absolutely nothing. You want to know about what costs you nothing, but that means everything to me? follows, likes, subscriptions, all that kind of stuff. I love seeing the numbers of the analytics uh, of where my you know listeners and, and viewers and all that or stuff uh, are, are at. So click the subscribe button if you like this podcast and you want to see, hear and see more. Click the subscribe button on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Like the Facebook page. Follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Midgard Musings TN the Twitter handle is just at Midgard Musings. I've got Instagram, but I don't. There, there's a there's a Midgard Musings Instagram. There's like four or five pictures. It's old. What I really need to do is I need to get back into that and post some regular content there too. We'll see how that goes. You can follow me over there on Instagram at Midgard Musings. Maybe it's at Midgard underscore Musings. I don't know. What is it? Tell me what it is, folks. It's like, I don't know, at Midgard Musings. Follow me on Twitter because that's what I do almost every day. Facebook, Midgard Musings, TN, YouTube.com slash Midgard Musings. Those are the three big ones. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Patreon, if you want to support the channel monetarily, a dollar a month. Before we wrap this thing up, a dollar a month. For everybody that listens right now, you will be my new best friends. Just saying. 
Uh, the cool thing about that is when you do the dollar a month, you also get in video credit in all of my YouTube videos. So you'll get a, a nice, you know, credit screen pop up with your name on it. So everybody will know how awesome you are that watches my stuff. All, you know, nearly 3,500 subscribers right now as of today, December 3rd, 2020. So there it is, guys. That's today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you maybe learned a few things. Um, make sure that whatever platform you are listening to this on, I know it goes out on like, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that thing. Whatever platform you're listening on, make sure that you follow and support it on that way. It means a whole lot to me. Go to anchor.fm. Maybe donate monetarily that way. Anchor.fm slash Midgar Musings. Send me a voice message. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want to feature you on my podcast. So thank you all so much for listening to me today and tonight, wherever it is that you are. Stay safe out there. Hail, and may your hearth fires always burn bright. See you in the next one.